that's the key to Christianity. Love has to be yeah, a mantra. But perhaps new meaning, this is what I'm leaving you. In other words, here's one of the first things. Like, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. One of the first things you need to know, one of the first things you need to do is love each other. That's it. I mean, there, there's the mantra for Christianity. Boom, right there. Drop the mic and walk away. Right. Love each other. Just as I've loved you. Well, how's he loved you? He told you in the first verse. To the end. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church, and we'll find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. This is John 13, part two. I'm Bill McMinn. Along with me is Mark Hostetler, and we're just reading it and talking about it. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you, any one of you, a, a lot of times when I read the Bible, I mean, I just read it and ask, well, what does it mean and what it's about? And I try to think about it, put myself in the situation and ask some of the questions like, so what, what does it mean to my life? And and anyone can do this. You know, I, I yeah. thought sometimes, so many times, there's not really rocket science. I mean, to just come into the, read the word and apply it mm-hmm. to your life. Like the last one, last week or last session was a easy one because it was, hey, Jesus Christ washed their feet and we should serve too. Right. But here he is now, he's, he's at the last supper He's at where you, you know, we see all those pictures of the 12 right at the Last Supper and they're at one table and it's a famous shot. I'm not saying that's exactly what it looked like, but you do know, you do have kind of that concept in your minds. Right. And he said, I'm not referring to all of you. I know that those who I've chosen, but this is to fill the passage of scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. Mm. And again, what a hard thing it is for people to turn against you and for mm. Judas Iscariot to be betraying Jesus. Of all the things Jesus Christ had to think about, the pain, the agony, the bearing the sins of the world. And in addition, as if it was not enough, he had to think about somebody betraying him that shouldn't have. One of his friends, he said, is to fulfill, he who shared my bread has turned against me. Man, people do this stuff. That's like right. they just, they turn against you. And I would say, humanly speaking, that can be a painful thing. And and sometimes somebody gets mad or, you know, upright. Of course, you know, you're looking at the person who you think has wronged you or for some reason uh, Judas was disappointed in Jesus and Jesus didn't do exactly what Judas thought he should. And I'm sure that was part of Jesus' thinking. And, you know, this is part of, uh, you know, the fault of Jesus somehow. Mm-hmm. But the person betrayed also bears a lot of pain. Even if you think that they're at fault for something, it pains their heart if they have a heart and if they care at all. And if they care about you as a person, which a lot of times, you know, in my cases, if someone betrays me, it's not that I didn't care about them. I did care about them and it stung a lot. And it's something I had to go through and get through. And here's, and I've also noticed at times where people put you through stuff, it's really the last thing you want to be thinking about. And it's like, I already got enough on my plate. Like I already have enough. You're a friend. You should be clearly on my side. You should be clearly encouraging me. You yeah. should be clearly here with me, not making right. my life harder. Yeah, exactly. Then it has to be. And this is a the, situation like that. Yeah, give me the benefit of the doubt for crying out loud. You know, right. you, you know, I, I think this has got to be deep, deep pain. You know, um, uh, when we counsel people, this this one of the things I ask is is Have you been betrayed? 
right. have you been rejected? Because right. if you have, that's one of the deepest pains and scars that people can have. Right. And we need to work through that. You know, uh, if you, if you've been betrayed or, or, or don't, don't, what'll happen, here's what'll happen. The root of bitterness will come into your heart and you'll start to become bitter right. and lack trust for anybody, you know? And uh, this thing all, this thing, if you allow it to, without getting counsel and dealing with this, forgiving the person, uh, it can, it can end up causing a lot of ramifications in your life right. that, that bad ramifications, yeah. ne- negative things that, that shouldn't be there. Perhaps yeah. you didn't think about, and maybe subconsciously even sometimes, exactly. maybe some sourness could get into your life that's going to affect you. And nope. we don't know how Judas grew up and not giving him any excuse for what he did, but you know, we don't know how the guy grew up. We don't know what all happened in his life, right? Yeah, to exactly. lead him to this day. We don't know what people were saying, or maybe he got caught up in what people were saying in the questioning about Jesus Christ. And, you mm-hmm. know, we, we don't know all that no. caught him up, or maybe one of the other disciples said something that kind of ticked him off. It now just, there was a problem. There, there were things that definitely had gotten into his heart. And he said, I'm telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you'll believe that I am who I am. And I love that saying, you'll believe that I am who I am. I, I already know who I am. Yeah. I just need you to believe who yeah. I am. Jesus Christ doesn't have any doubts on who he is. So We're the good. ones that question at yeah. times. I just want you to know that I am who I am. And mm-hmm. very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. And after you said this, Jesus was troubled in mm-hmm. spirit and testified very truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. And here he is again, Mark. He's yeah. troubled in spirit about yeah. what? Yeah. That somebody's going to betray him because it bugs him. And I don't want oh to hear. Sometimes gosh, people yeah. will say, well, it shouldn't bother you. Don't tell me what should and shouldn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. don't give me that. If it bothers me, it bothers mm-hmm. me. With, with somebody, maybe you come and tell Jesus Christ, well, you shouldn't be troubled in your spirit that Judas is about to betray you. It shouldn't bother you. Mm. Well, it did bother him. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes oh, yeah. it does. And it's okay. It's understandable. We're human. Yeah. And when we get caught up in the human meat grinder out there and people will say this and that and get all nasty on you for no good reason, hey, they did it to Jesus too. You're in good But company. this is a great example of how to be troubled and stay on mission. Right. He was troubled, but that didn't knock him off course. That no. didn't knock him off mission, man. You know, sometimes we can get stuck in despair and, and discouragement and we'll just vegetate on the couch or whatever and we won't move man right well it's okay to be troubled and but you still move you right. know he's still on mission this isn't going to knock him off of what the father has planned for him he knows that the hour is at hand right but he the, knows that this is the kind of stuff that keep you up at night and this is the yeah. kind of stuff that you know he was going in and praying in the garden of gethsemane and all these things and it was a horror for judas and and what Judas is going to do to hurt Jesus is by far going to hurt Judas far more than Jesus. And typically when we betray people and we hurt people, in the end, it's going to hurt us far more than it's ever going to hurt the person Absolutely. we're trying to lash out on, Absolutely. right? Because we weren't in a good place and making good decisions anyway. Well, I mean, Bill, honestly, do you think Jesus is troubled in spirit because of what judas is doing to him or is it because he knows what's happening in judas the one he loves you know he knows what's happening i think both i I think that sure he's worried about judas but if you look at what the bible says he was very troubled in spirit one of you is going to betray me that betrayal was troubling to him that's true look at g look at god god hates it 
when they used to when they used to do idol worship. He was a mm. jealous God. That's true. It troubled his heart. No doubt. You know when they betrayed mm. him, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that if we're just loyal to God, if we're not coming to God, yeah, our God is a jealous God. Our God wants us to be wholehearted. Our God wants us to be devoted. So does it trouble him? Yeah, it does. And and I think that for us in our own humanity, we're not even close to Jesus Christ. That it is understandable if things bother us from time to time. Somebody said something. Somebody didn't say something. You know whatever the case may be we need to get over it we need to keep going like you said stay on mission and i'm, I'm never one to sit around you know i mean i'm going to right. keep moving but it's not that it doesn't cut you you know it's not that you know oh, there's does. a lot of scars jesus christ is going to have after this and some of the scars may be from things like this it does yeah. so jesus his disciples stared at mm-hmm. one another i mean they're they're shocked they're at a loss to know which of them mm-hmm. he meant and one of them the disciple whom jesus loved was reclining next to him we assume this is john mm-hmm. simon peter motioned to this disciple and said ask him which one he means i want to make sure it's not me i i, I just love how peter and john work together here right. it's almost like this competition all the time you know peter's just this out front kind of blunt right. person you know and john's just he says the disciple Jesus loved right. when he refers to himself, right. you know, he's like, you can go ahead and be bold and all this other stuff, Peter. But listen, I'm going to beat you to the tomb right. and I'm going to lay my head in the bosom of my, my savior's right. chest because he's going to reveal to me what he won't right. to you. You right. know, he's like, well, he's, I, it's pretty awesome. I think sometimes when people say things like all of us have this like instant thing, is it me? They're all staring at one another, <laughs> wondering, you know, who it is. And of course, maybe they weren't really thinking that. But you know, a lot of times, if somebody puts something really snarky or nasty, and I've had this happen a lot of times, and you're like, I don't think they're talking about me. And I'm sure that they're most times they're probably not talking about you. But you always wonder, like, right. who are they talking about mm-hmm. exactly? And this is what they're wondering: yeah. who's he? You know, who's he talking about? So if, if you see that thing, this kind of person is this, and then everyone who reads it, like. Talking about me? They talking yeah. about me? They're talking, who are they talking about? Yeah, What's right. the and it's kind of like the little bit of a stir there. Uh, <laughs> what what is next? So leaning back, he asked, "Lord, who is it?" And Jesus said, "It's the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I've dipped it in the dish." Then dipping it in the piece of bread, he gave the Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into it. Mm. Woo! He had yeah. gotten into a weakened spot. Center entered, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, "What you're about to do, do it quickly." But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him because I think they were still in disbelief. It can't be Judas. Well, yeah. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling them to buy what was needed for the festival or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. Yeah, uh, there it is. I mean, early uh, last last podcast we seen that. Uh, um, uh, the devil had started to um, kind of sway Judas's thinking, okay? In the action, he allowed the devil in. Right. You know, and once the devil got in, boom, there's right. a disaster. There's and you betrayal. have to allow this. You know. I mean, this is something that yeah. uh, I don't believe, by the way. Uh, some people wondered, you know, can a Christian be demon-possessed? No, Mm-mm. I don't believe that because you have the Holy Spirit within. Be demon-influenced. Yeah, but for not, sure. Not possessed. Right, yeah. for sure. Influence. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems like he's now a puppet yeah. or Satan. And I right. don't, not sure. I've always often wondered what Satan thought he was gaining here. He wants Judas Iscariot to betray him. Mm-hmm. He's clearly on the side of the religious leaders in their jealousy, and I'm sure he had a hand in stirring that up. 
he wants to to nullify Jesus Christ. Exactly. But apparently he couldn't have seen that his own defeat was coming as he thought he was defeating Christ. That's right. You know, That's that right. he thought he's not omniscient. He thought he was winning the day when in fact he was not. Yeah. winning the day. Uh, I agree, man. I mean, it's a hard thing right. to think about when you think about the spiritual nature of the, everything that's taking place right here. Look beyond that physical thing that's happening in the text and look spiritually once what's happening. I mean, there is a battle going right. on right now and Satan thinks he's got the upper right. hand. He, 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 he won him over, you know? Right. And it's like, no. And the other thing I want to point out real quick is, is just to remind everybody, just because Satan got in and, 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 and had his way with Judas does not in any way stop Judas from being accountable for what he's doing. Well, there's and, a lot of steps. Yeah, but, but a lot we of steps can't, to get here. We right. can't. The danger is, is to look at this story and say, well, how is this Judas's fault? He's just a pawn. You know, because but, he, well, I'll tell you why, because he opened his heart to it ages before he was already stealing. He was yeah. already greedy. He yeah. already had heart problems that no one else knew about mm -hmm. that were in fact there. He's going to be accountable to and, all of that. Right. And, and what you say comes from your heart mm. and what he said to those religious leaders when he betrayed Jesus Christ bespoke his heart. Wow. And he betrayed Jesus Christ and bespoke yeah. his heart. And when people say mean things or rude things or perverted things, it speaks their heart. Because right. out of the heart, the mouth is speaking. So yeah. this is a man who had a heart issue, clearly. So yeah. I look at that and say, yeah, he absolutely had a, a lot of problems. But you can't, again, you can't be uh, demon-possessed as a Christian. You can't be demon-influenced. And I would say, don't open yourself up to that because now he's going to go away and his life is going to be destroyed and he's going to come to the end of it like a lot of things like when you're tempted to sin you get to do what you wanted to do and then his heart's broke what have i done oh man and i think oh, that yeah. would be true of adultery and a lot of sins you know if you he tried giving went, the money back man and right. we're, we're going to read that coming up in john but yeah he, he tried giving the money back i mean all of that but right now in this present moment the devil's got him right and he's going to he's going to carry out the his mission right you know he's going to gain some wealth temporarily right you know <laughs> it's like this guy was so hungry for money and gain right. man it's like man you there's your savior you know right and now the contrast with the rest of this chapter with betrayal and denial the right. contrast is is going to be well i'll tell the story yeah. quickly in the chronicles of narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe uh, the story is about the uh, the kind of the wicked white witch, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, the white witch, I think they yeah. called her, and she was the queen of Narnia, and she brought winter to the whole place. Permanent, eternal winter. She was wicked and evil. And Aslan, they always thought he would come back, and that was the, the Christ figure. You know, I mean, Aslan represents Christ in the story. The and at the end of it, yeah. the lion, he allows himself to be killed by the witch, now, which thinks she's gained a great victory, not realizing that according to the code, whoever would sacrifice, give up their own life on that table would come back. Yep. And when he did, he just, he pounced her. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. She thought she had a great victory. The lion would come and win at the end. And, you know, Satan thinks he's getting a great victory. The fact is Christ would raise again from the dead and he would have That's the last right. laugh if you want to put it that way. But anyway, when this Judas Iscariot's gone, Jesus said, now the son of man must be glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the son in himself and he will glorify him at once. 
My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I will tell you now where I'm going, you cannot come. And he's going to heaven. It's not their time yet. Mm-hmm. A new commandment I give you. So in the time when Jesus Christ is gone, let's say, I'm going to go away, but how about this? You know, when, while you're still here, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this will everyone know that you are my disciples if you love one another those are some great verses Mm -hmm. right there i mean there there's the mantra for christianity boom right there drop the mic and walk away love each other just as i've loved you well how's he loved you he told you in the first verse to the end complete he loves you a hundred percent full his heart is for you all the time right he's not going to betray you like judas did to him he's not going to forsake you He's going to be with you all the time. Well, he doesn't love us just a little. I mean, he loves us a lot. So yeah. he, it's a new command. It is a command. So loving people is commanded. And I want oh you to love gosh. one another as I've loved you. <laughs> you must love one another. If each person loves the other person, you know, this world's going to be a good place. And church is going to be a good place if we put ourselves aside and just love people. And it's a challenging yeah. at times, yeah. you know, for sure, because there's aggravations or things that happen. There's disappointments. And, you know, I get that. And sometimes I could be the cause of it. Sometimes somebody else is the cause of it. But, you know, that's why you have to have love. If we were all perfect, yeah. love would be easy, but we're not perfect. And that's why it says love covers a multitude of sins. That's right. right. That's right. I wonder, I, I had a teacher uh, um, uh, that I used to listen to. I mean, I love this guy. And he had a great point about this where he said, I wonder if it was deflating for the disciples. He says, I give you a new command right now, you know? And they all gather around. They're like, yes, this is the key. This is it. And he's like, love each other. They're like, this isn't new at all. You know, <laughs> right. you've been saying this for forever, you right. know? Uh, and, and that's the key to Christianity. Love has to be yeah. a mantra. But perhaps new meaning... This is what I'm leaving you. In other words, here's one of the first things. Like, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. One of the first things you need to know, one of the first things you need to do is love each other. That's it. You know, yeah. that's what you need to do. And he's already talking about service. And if you want to be great, mm-hmm. whoever wants to be the greatest among you must be the servant of all. And here he is just saying, listen, I just need you guys to love each other. And when I think of love, I think of it's unconditional and sacrificial. I don't like divorcing it from feeling, but I have been able to at times when somebody is like an enemy, being able to be nice to them, even if they're not nice to me. And if they need my help, I'm going to be there and I'm going to help them no matter what they've done to me. And I think that's the forgiving nature of Christianity. It's like, yeah. And especially when people repent, like I don't believe in holding sins against people, but you know, you do need to show some evidence that you really care. Right. Right. Absolutely. Because why? Because you love them. You know, if and enabling somebody isn't going to be loving them. I love how Pastor Steve put it. I'm not going to love you to death. Right. I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to let you stay stuck there. And sometimes when we don't confront an issue or whatever, uh, that's not loving. Right. You know, you got in love. You speak the truth. In love, you you confront issues. In love, you don't let a person stay where they're at. This right. is the new love Jesus is talking about. You know, and I don't think it's either talking about, well, I want the church and I have the warm and fuzzies for everybody. Mm -hmm. And love is only a feeling. No, It's kind of like faith and works. It's like if I tell someone, be well and uh, warm and Mm well-fed and be clothed and they're naked and they're hungry and they're not fed, and I do nothing, that's not what love looks like. And so when I think about love, I think about the concrete nature of it. I mean, it's one thing to say, oh, of course I love them. Did you show it? Mm. Yeah, I love my wife. Did I show it? I mean, it's, it's, to feel it is one thing. I don't think love can be sh- just 
that. In other words, because to me, that would be too shallow to, in my heart, hide some love I have for somebody and never show it to them. Not at all. I mean, that's a, that's, that's not even love. I mean, to me anyways, I mean, it's a, it's a decision, it's an action, it's a sacrifice. It's, there's all kinds of variants of love, right? I mean, so, but at the base root of it, it's an action. It's, you know, it's well, not here, just warm fuzzies. There's going to be a lot of conversations Jesus Christ has in 14, 15, 16, and 17. And so you're about to go through now. He's at this last meal. And a lot of times you probably can forget if you just go to 14, 15, 16, 17, you know what the context is. You know, the context is last supper. Context is right before the cross. And you have this great discourse of Christ. Yeah. But Peter says, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay down my life for you. And mm. Jesus answer, will you really mm. lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. Man. Oh, even how to think about that. Yeah. This one's betraying me. This one's denying me. They're acting like they don't want anything to do with me because Jesus Christ is all of a sudden unpopular and we have to avoid that trap. Oh, Jesus Christ is unpopular with this person. So I'll deny him. I think we need to embrace him. And Jesus Christ says, if you acknowledge me, I will acknowledge you and you deny me, I'll deny you. And that's something that'll come up later. And we can talk about as we get to that part of the story, but we appreciate you tuning in. We Mm -hmm. hope it's been helpful as we just have a frank conversation about this chapter, reminding ourselves, reminding you of great truths that are here. You guys all have a great and a blessed week.